Welcome to the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network. You are about to listen to the Health Exposed Podcast with Tyler Cohen Wood. Join Tyler on a journey where cybersecurity and the patient experience converge. Get informed, entertained, and inspired as you explore digital complexities, personal patient stories, and the technology that impacts and shapes the future of healthcare. Hello, everybody. This is Marco Ciappelli. Welcome to another episode of Audio Signals Podcast. As I said lately, um, I've repositioned the antenna. So you used to be something about anything that would spark my curiosity. But I decided to focus on stories and storytellers, why they tell their story and what is the story behind the story. So there's a lot of story there. Uh, and if you know me, you know I like stories. Today, I'm really excited because it's been a story in the making for a long time. <laughs> the podcast we have discussed yes. for a very long time with my friend Tyler Cohen Wood, which is here with me. If you're watching the video, she's waving. If you're listening and I say, I always do this joke, I'm not lying. She's right here. You're going to hear her voice. So I'm going to welcome Tyler to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really excited to be here and I'm really excited, you know, to get this podcast started. I am really excited and I am going to pretend that I don't know you. Okay. <laughs> the, the truth is that I do know you. We've talked many times again about this specific podcast that you are about to launch, but we'll talk about other things. I mean, I can say we are we know each other pretty well, but when I have a, a guest, I, I just want to think in the way that the audience would think and ask the question that the audience will want to ask. So I'll, again, I'll pretend I don't know you. So okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to start with a nice question that it's not philosophical, but who is Tyler? <clears throat> well, I'm a lot of things. Um, I'm an inventor, a cybersecurity expert, um, I've been doing a lot of work with AI. Um, I worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency um, as a deputy cyber chief. Uh, most of my background is uh, DOD government work and cybersecurity. Um, but I'm also a patient of many rare diseases. And it may seem as if these two aren't entirely connected, but they're very connected especially with AI taking over a lot of these things that we're, we're seeing it every, everywhere, every day. And, you know, this is a good opportunity to really talk about the patient experience, but also bring in my cybersecurity and, you know, technical background. And I think that's really fascinating because when I talk and I talk a lot with infosecurity people, I always say there, there is something in the brain of people that choose cybersecurity as their career, which yeah. often is curiosity, a little bit of a hacking mentality, why things work in a certain way, what can I do to make it better? Yeah. And so I, can, I agree with you. I can definitely see the connection with that. And of course, you're also, as you said, bringing in something that you've gone through. And, right. uh, and I think that, the goal here is to share your stories so others 
can learn from it. So <laughs> tell me a little bit more about the idea of this podcast. Oh, by the way, this will be the first episode of your it podcast. Will. As well. I know, so, really that, no pressure on me. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the title of the podcast is going to be Health Exposed and Bridging the Gap Between Health Tech and the Patient Experience. And um, I'm going to talk about my stories as um, someone who has a nasty collection of rare diseases um, and the things that I've learned along the way. But you know, I will tell you, Marco, I have a lot of um, rare diseases and there aren't many treatments for some of them and there are definitely not cures for some of them. And, you know, for the longest time, um, I just sort of accepted that that was the case. But because of emerging tech and because of AI, I actually do not believe that anymore. I believe that we will start finding cures and better treatments for not only rare diseases, but really every single disease, including long COVID and COVID. And that's definitely good news and a lot of optimism. Yes. And I'm there with you. Um, a lot of people talk about technology especially in the news, because let's face yeah. it, what really sell the news, unfortunately, is the bad news. <laughs> and I Right, right exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? So technology often, I, I had a podcast about this not too long ago, uh, on how since the 80s, the technology has become more and more of a target of, again, bad news. And yes. uh, AI is one of that, but let's face it, it's giving hope to a lot of people. It's it, so. it sure it, it is. It is. And, you know, we've got to talk about COVID too, because, um, you know, I had um, a bunch of pre-existing conditions already. I had some very, I have rare diseases, um, which we'll talk about on later episodes in the show. Um, but when I got COVID in 2022, um, it turned into long COVID and it really exacerbated all of the conditions that I already had. Um, especially uh, two conditions I have. Um, one is called POTS. Um, it's a dysautonomia disease where um, if you think about your autonomic nervous system, it controls things like heart rate, digestion, breathing, the things that you don't think about. It just does it for you. Um, mine's not, mine doesn't work right. And that's really what POTS is. Um, it's having um, to be on medications to really regulate the heart rate and the blood pressure. Um, and it's, it's a pretty, pretty difficult and tough disease. Um, but when I got COVID, it got way, way worse than it ever had been. And um, I mean, I guess <laughs> I'll, I'll say I was lucky that I was already so sick and was already seeing many specialists at Johns Hopkins. So I was able to get into their long COVID clinic. And, um, you know, I went through speech therapy. I went through a lot of um, different things, um, some trial medications. And, you know, I'm doing a lot better now, you know, be because of that. But, you know, I just think that it's interesting that before COVID, you know, POTS was pretty, pretty rare. I mean, not many, there weren't a ton of specialists really working on it. A lot of doctors had never even seen it. But now post COVID, you have hospital systems all over the country that now have these um, POTS clinics. And um, they have like three year waiting lists to get in. 
So, you know, really talking about these diseases so that people can actually recognize that maybe this is something that they have. I'm not a doctor. I will never pretend to be a doctor. Um, you know, my information is just based on being a patient, but also being very analytical in, um, in viewing different types of uh, my conditions and doing the research on them. Let's talk about that because uh, here's my observation. Sometimes I talk to people, they go to the doctor and they said, well, the doctor told me I have this and these are the medicine that I need to take. This is the cure I need to do and end of the story. They, they move on with their life. They trust the doctor, yeah. but, but that's okay because I trust my doctors too. The point is they don't want to know more than what the result of the analysis is or okay they, they what i'm saying is they don't dig deep into trying to understand yeah. and your your brain works different you are <laughs> you're a cyber security person you're a hacker of i mean the real truth meaning of the word not the bad the cyber criminal of course yeah <laughs> but yeah i'm sure you want to know more especially because it's about your life and especially when <clears> somebody <throat> tells you well this is not curable you're like wait a minute um, a yeah. lot of diseases were not curable before, and then they are. So what am I mm -hmm. going to sit here and take that? So tell me more about taking the role of understanding more to, I don't know, cooperate with the doctors? Look yeah, at the that's, that's really important um, because there is, and we are going to do a show on this, There, there is sort of a discrepancy between doctor language and patient language. And we need to kind of bring those together. And, you know, my story in some ways is like a lot of other people's stories. Um, when you have rare diseases where you know something's wrong, you go to multiple doctors and they've never even seen it before. And they either would say in the beginning, I, I don't know what this is, or um, you go see this doctor. But it, it, was, it was really, really difficult um, to get a diagnosis um, and eventually, you know, to get the multiple diagnoses. And I started researching. Um, I started learning everything that I could about um, the disease categories that I thought that I was in. Um, and I also started reviewing the records in a very different way. Um, because, for example, um, through from 2018, you know, to today, when I get a, uh, a blood test called a CBC, my sodium was always either the last number, the bottom number of the reference range, or on occasion, it would be low. But a doctor is just seeing one record in time. They're not seeing the entire um, timeline and history of that particular test. And, you know, that's where AI comes in is AI can do that. Because, you know, that was an indication that there was something wrong um, because but if the doctor, again, is looking at one at one test in time, they're not going to notice that this is something that actually is a problem. So it was really difficult. And, um, you know, I wish that I could say that from 2018, from when I first got sick to today, that um you know, I, I fought and I kept advocating for myself and I did do a lot of that. Um, but you know, there was a point in 2019 where I had a doctor say to me, you know, you, 
should just give up because you're never going to find out what it is. And um, I wish that I had said to her, would you give up if it was you? But I didn't. And um, I moved into things like Tai Chi and sort of alternate therapies and it helped, but I was getting sicker. And it really wasn't until early 2020 that I started actually getting diagnoses. diagnoses. And um, for one of the diseases in particular, um, I actually diagnosed it myself um, by taking, um, and, and you must understand, I had gone through all of my records, everything, I all the time, you know, looking for what this could be. And, um, you know, I decided one day to kind of do things a little bit differently, like how you would do a, you know, a cyber forensic, um, forensic case. And you want to look at things that are not necessarily glaring. So things that were kind of noticed in the background on a lot of the CT scans and looking at it in a very, very different way. And, you know, came up with, um, with a particular disease was tested for it. And I actually do have that disease amongst some others. <laughs> um, but it was that kind of sort of mentality that I had to switch to going back to, you know, I'm a um, cyber investigator. I'm trying to figure out what happened here. And it, it worked. I'm glad it did. And yeah. I'm glad that you decided to, to share this experience. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, and it takes time, I think, that it become your job, I think, for a certain period of time okay. when, when you're mm -hmm. diagnosed with something that it's life-changing. Um, somehow I had that kind of experience, not like yours, but uh, I know what it means. But, yeah, uh, to hear someone that says, yeah, you should just give up, I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry for the French, but I mean, no. <laughs> you know, I had at first, um, you know, I dealt with the silo um, where, you know, uh, the GI doctor isn't going to talk to the endocrinologist. Mm. And, you know, you just feel like you're in this, this, you're just being shuffled from silo to silo to specialty to specialty. And I went from um, them not know, no doctor being able to tell what I had to finally getting diagnoses in and then doctors saying, I'm sorry, but you're too sick for what we can do here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was kind of, that's kind of a scary thing to hear. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it took me a long time to, um, to really get to, you know, a teaching hospital that, um, you know, I'm, I'm still at and, you know, I believe that, you know, a lot of it, it's hard to get there because, you know, I remember I would hear terms like diagnosis hopping, which is just awful because, you know, your body and you know, if you're sick and you know, if something's wrong with it and to have someone tell you that there's nothing wrong or they don't know what it is. Actually, no one ever said there was nothing wrong. They just said they didn't know what it was, um, that it probably wasn't a big deal. Mm. Um, but you know, you go from that to being too sick to treat to then, you know, finally getting to, you know, a really good hospital with a great set of doctors that really understand the diseases that, that I have. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, so let's talk about the, I think the why is clear <laughs> while you're having this podcast. <laughs> I don't think we need to go back into that. 
But let's talk about what do you think you can achieve and who are you going to bring on the show to help you to to create this story. This is an, a new experiment on storytelling. I mean, again, yeah. we will have this conversation on my other show. We can really dig into the technology, <laughs> the AI, and all of that. That's oh gonna, yeah, oh yeah, it's gonna be great. But in this case, I want I want to kind of dig into into the back of our mind and say, yep, this is what I want people to get from my stories. Not just sharing these, but it's going i'm assuming to take actions yes yes i i this isn't going to be a show where we just talk about um the problems but don't offer solutions um you know we're going to give solutions to people and you know we're going to be talking to other patients about their experiences um, we're going to have doctors on to talk about some of these diseases um, and we're going to have a lot of technical people on too to talk about you know the role of, of ai and um, things like digital twins, which is a digital representation of something, which could be a person. Um, we're going to talk about the emerging tech and the current tech and the state of, of how things are. And, you know, we're not going to really shy away from any of these topics. We're going to delve deep into them. And, um, you know, really the hope is that it helps empower, inspire, and help people that um, are going through these patient experiences, but also helping to give healthcare providers and um, really the healthcare industry, the tools that they need to be able to see solutions to problems as opposed to just problems. Because I believe that there is no problem that does not have a solution. The solution might be weird, but there's always a solution. And you know, again, I'm really excited about um, all of the new technology that is coming up in healthcare because, you know, again, I'll say it, I didn't believe that there was really much hope before, but I do now. I believe that very much. And, you know, this show is going to be a lot about hope and it's going to be a lot about learning about some of these technologies that may be able to help some patients that are out there listening. I love that. Is there any technology nowadays that I don't want to put you in a corner here, but that, that you really, and again, you, you follow the news in AI like I do, mostly generative more than in the right. in the in the healthcare. But um, is there any technology that you think, wow, this is really a game changer for? A There's lot of a or, or it could be. There's a lot. There really is a lot. I mean, there's um, there's companies now that are doing um, a, they're using AI to go through images, um, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why that's important. Um, one of the hospital systems that I went to in the early days when we still didn't have a diagnosis um, at all um, was the Cleveland Clinic, and one of their GI specialists said that they had done a um, they had done like a test where they took, um, you know, CT scans from all over the country and they reanalyzed them. And they found that 75% of them were analyzed and, and, and um, they were incorrect, incorrectly analyzed. So having technology to really do those kinds of difficult types of things is really going to help speed the process up. 
Um, I'm very excited about AI because AI can do things doctors can't. And um, that's really where it needs to at least start. Um, I'm also really excited about digital twin technology because um, eventually it'll be a full like genetic replication digitally of a person. And, you know, like, for example, I have a disease called gastroparesis where my stomach doesn't open um, without medication. And um, we've talked about getting a GI pacemaker installed, but um, because my entire GI tract has uh, issues with movement, it, it doesn't move very much. It's kind of like one of those hard rubber balls. Um so we tried um, this Botox endoscopy where the doctor goes in and with a endoscopy scope with, I guess, Botox needles on it, injects the, the pylorus, the stomach flap with Botox, um, and it falls open um, to see if that would work. Um, because if it, that had worked successfully, you know, then I could be a candidate for either the GI pacemaker or another procedure, you know, that they do. So digital twin technology is exciting because you can, you, you don't have to worry about those steps. Um, you know, you can actually do tests and you can tailor medications based on, um, you know, based on what the digital twin is going to represent. So there's a lot of technologies out there, uh, a lot of um, genetic technologies too that I'm really excited about. Um, collaborative AI is also something that I'm really, really excited about. Can I believe, you, again, can I, you I believe explain what is collaborative AI? So collaborative AI is, um, you know, maybe you have pharmaceutical A and pharmaceutical company B, and they're collaborating, you know, on a, a, a medication or um, a vaccine or something along those lines. Um, you know, the and, and they're working together, you know, utilizing AI to try to come up with solutions. Because, you know, when you do have AI, you, you have more... Um, more of a desire, I think, to really collaborate with other specialists, um, other hospital systems, other research. And I really believe that that's how the future is going to be. I do believe healthcare will be globalized. Um, I believe that AI will take a big part of that. But I think one of the things that we're moving toward is instead of specialty siloing, treating the patient like a whole, uh, like a person. And instead of having this doctor that doesn't talk to this doctor, they're all going to work together around the same patient. And that's really where the benefit of um, healthcare and technology, it's going to really lead to very valuable results for patients. You know, if we are in storytelling, but I, I definitely lie when I say we we're not <laughs> going to talk about technology because how can we not? Like, so right now I want to talk about digital twins, maybe explain what it is. Uh, but I think that's relatively clear because you you explain it. But it, the same thing you can do in urbanistic. You can have a digital twin of a building where yep. you try different things, different material, different uh, eco-friendly solution before you even start building it mm -hmm. or before so just to give a better idea of that. But but what I, what I want to go here is if I had to, to go back in storytelling, if I had to write a, a sci-fi book right now where my idea is not a dystopia but a utopia mm -hmm. i would think about not 
the AI that brings the end of the world or you know the telnet right. and all of that, but actually that where where we can put together all the knowledge of the world in yep. in a nice AI blender that you feed all this data because that's the power of AI. It's really yes. no more than that. And analyzed it where we all collaborate. It's not that, oh, one company, one pharmaceutical company in this case is trying to not disclose their formula because they want to make money out of that. But right. where in this utopia, the final goal, which I believe it should be no matter what, is the well-being of humanity. So, oh, you have a good idea? bring it in and then yeah. there's another good idea and we can get to the solution and i think we have seen that with the covid vaccine i mean tell me if i'm wrong but the idea of, of a collaborative work on that i think that's a good example right. right yeah that's that that is a great example and actually that was the example i was thinking about in my head so <laughs> this applies to more common diseases as well right right, I mean, right. You you have unfortunately the extreme experience of the rare disease, but right. this is knowledge that I think that people for everyday things that can happen to their health, even oh, dieting yeah. or finding a better medicine, maybe it has less side effect than, exactly. than another. So this show that you're about to launch and that you would have been launched already when we, the people hear this conversation, um, who is it for? Why, who do you want to shake and move and tell this story to? Is it just the patients? Is the the doctor community? Who? It's, it's, it's everybody. It's, it's patients, it's caregivers, it's future patients, it's the entire healthcare industry. It's um, also the technical industry as well, because, um, you know, they're the ones that are really propagating the, the technology. So it's, it, it's really a show for pretty much everybody. What's your position on the role of doctors into this? And there is a reason. I don't want to be polemic on this, but I had a few conversations with somebody that I think you should have on the show, which is Dr. Robert Pearl. He is the former CEO of Kaiser Permanente, and he wrote a book about how the healthcare system needs to change. It's, it's kind of like too old mentality that is ruining the adoption of new technology and coming from somebody like him with a lot of experience is a great guest. And I had that, I had it on my show a couple of times. So have you found that there is a cultural issue in the adoption of new technology when you talk to doctors or what's your experience there? At, at Hopkins, no. Um, yeah. But you know, in at prior pri doctors that I had seen prior, I mean, yeah. Well, and 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 I'll just be frank here. I I tried to start a an AI based um, global healthcare system in 2019, um, but nobody wanted anything like that at the time because I, you know, I saw the 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 value in it, and I saw the value in having um, a system where AI um, was basically 
really dictating where each case went. And the AI would actually select different doctors from all over the world to work around the patient while the machine really learned everything that was happening on, the, on that case. Mm -hmm. Because not only would the, would the doctors be upskilled by a lot just working in a team environment like that, but so would the machine. And, you know, that just is going to enhance the, the learning, which is going to lead to predictive medications or predictive viruses and mutations. It is all about getting ready. And that's my biggest fear. A good friend of mine, he's, he's a part of the mentor project group that I am part of, but he's also a, a doctor expert in um, modeling right? All the, the COVID, the, the pandemics, and all the, the, the big uh, yeah. the big risk we may have and creating scenario and then using data and computer machine learning and all of that. And and uh, it's like, I don't know. He said to me, I don't know if we learn enough from this pandemic to be ready for another one if it comes. And that makes me really pissed and sad. Yeah, well, that, that concerns me too. You know, I think a lot about these um, genetic companies that are, you know, getting broken into because that's all we need is, you know, some nation state actor creating a biological weapon, a virus um, based on um, genetics. That's something that's kind of scary to me. Mm -hmm. What's well, scary to me is the non-collaborative environment yeah. that we have still, uh, still yeah the, yeah yeah this the kind of specialty siloing i mean i hope that that will eventually go away um you know it's gonna it's gonna take time but you know as we i believe this technology is moving very rapidly and i when i say i think there's going to be a lot of better treatments i'm talking about like five years i'm not talking about 30 I think it's going to happen very, very quickly because it is. And, and you know, technology moves very quickly. Well, I hope that in the course of your, of your show, I mean, a year in this, in this time, it's, it's a long time. Six months is a long time. We, it is. Experimenting now with digital twins and, and, and AI modeling, it's a lot different than the trial and error of building a new you know, chemical structure for a medication right. that you actually had to try every single thing. Now you can just feed it into an AI and, and let that do the job. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I want to give you the last few minutes as we wrap up sure. to make your call, your elevator pitch for why people should listen to your show. What is your vision? And, uh, and I am sure you'll have a lot of success with your show because you're honest and knowledgeable. And I'm so honored that you're bringing the you. show to, to ITS. Well, well and, and, and I care. And, and, you know, I made a promise to myself um, when I got sick and went through all of that hell that I would do anything that I could to make sure that no one else had to go through that. And, um, you know, that's kind of my goal is to really educate, but in a, in a, in a way that really makes sense. And um, I mean, really um, that intersection between technology and the patient experience is, is important. And, you know, we're going to talk a lot about that. We're going to also, 
you know, go beyond the technical realm. And I'm going to talk about my personal um, patient experiences in the hope that, you know, it may resonate with somebody that may not know what they have or a doctor that may hear it and say, oh, my goodness, I wonder if that patient has that. Hmm. But also really helping, you know, big business um, by really determining, you know, where do we go next and what is the current technology? What's the future technology? And really, how do we bring that together? And, um, you know, we're going to go all over. We're going to talk about um, diseases like long COVID, you know, all the way to how to read a CBC or, or some of your test results. Um, you know, how you can do just a couple of things to improve, you know, your, your health situation. And, you know, also teaching people how to review their records, what the current systems are, um, how to keep your data safe. Um, there's just, there's so many places that we're going to go with this. And it really is, you know, that intersection between health tech and that patient experience. And I'm very excited about, about this. And I've wanted to do this show, as you know, for a very long time. Um, but I was kind of afraid of really outing myself as being sick. Um, but, you know, I, that's, I don't care anymore because I know that what we're going to do here is going to help a lot of people. And that's my goal. And I have no doubts about it. Um, you. You, you do it with honesty. And I know the people you're going to bring, some of the people that I know you're going to bring on the show. And I, I'll be one of the biggest fan and, and definitely oh, watch you. it and share it. So it's an honor to have you on, uh, on this show, but also on ITSP Magazine. And uh, I think that a lot of people are going to benefit from, from what you do. So well, thank you. And, and the honor is mine too. <laughs> wishing you good luck with that. And, and again, by the time people will listen to this, the channel will be up. You can subscribe and uh, you should be up to date because every uh, episode, I think it will be a treat and something that everybody, as you said, could get a little nugget and, and find it useful. And in, on the other hand, this is Audio Signals podcast. So some stories are about music, some about theater, some are about new podcasts and, uh, and health because we're all made of stories. And uh, especially this one that Taylor is going to share are really, really important. So stay tuned. And Taylor, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank today. you. Bye, everybody. Stay tuned. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Exposed podcast with Tyler Cohen Wood, part of the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network. If you learned something new and this conversation made you think, then add this show to your favorite podcast player, subscribe to the ITSP Magazine YouTube channel, and share the ITSP Magazine Podcast Network with your friends, family, and colleagues. If you represent a company and wish to connect your brand to our conversations and our audience, visit itspmagazine.com to learn how to sponsor one or more of our podcast channels. We hope you will come back for more stories and follow us on our journey.